the Spirit, one God, amen. Today's gospel reading, um, we read about the, um, the contention between the disciples of St. John and the disciples of Jesus Christ regarding their baptisms. So, um, and there were two responses to uh, this issue, the issue that St. John the Baptist, of course, is, is the forerunner and is the one that began baptizing the baptism of repentance. And then, of course, the disciples of Jesus Christ, now that the ministry has begun, also began baptizing uh, baptism of repentance. And so in so St. John, there's two responses. One is the response of St. John in which he said in today's gospel, he who has the bride is the bridegroom, but the friend of the bridegroom who stands and hears him rejoices greatly because the bridegroom's voice. Therefore, this joy of mine is fulfilled. The other response that we hear is from his disciples, which is, Rabbi, he whom you have testified, he is baptizing and all are coming to him. So, I wanted to reflect, of course, there are so many things that we can reflect on in this gospel reading, but I wanted to reflect on rejoicing for others. And it could be in th- things regarding accom- people's accomplishments, their state in life, their friendships, their relationships, uh, their ease of life, their service, their ascetic uh, uh, strengths. So many things that, um, that we have, and sometimes we have these two responses. One in which one says, this, this is now my joy, uh, that, I, that now my joy is fulfilled, and another is, all are coming to him. And so, uh, what prevents us, first it's important for us to reflect on what, is, what prevents us from having joy for others, or for rejoicing for others. And I have three that um, there is sort of something that um, we, can com- we can combat this, a particular issue or a, a particular reason, and we can reflect on each one. The first one is the problem of jealousy. And to combat jealousy is to acknowledge our consecration. So we all might have link- inclinations that all earn uh, God's favor. And you'll notice everyone may have an inclination, different inclinations in their, in, their, in their life, even as part of their spiritual life. One maybe who may spend a lot of time, uh, desires to spend a lot of time in, in reading and prayer. One who desires to spend time in, in labor and in work. Um, and so we find these differences and all can live in sincerity and in simplicity with, with each other to their profit. St. Macarius, he says in one of his homilies, he says, let him who is at work say of him who is at prayer. And of course, he's speaking in the context of, of the monastic community. So yes, it might be, it might be focused a lot on, on, on ascetic uh, practices, but we can still apply it um, as us living, living in the world. He says, let him who is at work say of him who is at prayer, the treasure that my brother gets is common and therefore mine. Let him who prays says of the reader, the profit which he gets by reading is to my advantage. Let him who is at work say, the service which I am doing is for the benefit of all. So there are people who do things that are similar to us, and there are people who do things differently than us, but everything is for the glory of God. The disciples of St. John and the, and the disciples of Jesus were doing the same work, 
the baptism of repentance. Not one baptism was superior over another baptism. They were of equal work. Of course, this is only until the until after the after the resurrection of, of Christ when he commissioned the disciples and he said go and baptize in the name of the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit that's a different that is the new baptism but the, the baptism of Saint John the Baptist and of the Christ's disciples at that time were were the same and so he goes on Saint Macarius he goes on to remind us that the principal thing among these is continuance in prayer But one thing is required, that a man should have treasure in his soul, and the life which is the Lord in his mind, that whether he is working or praying or reading, he should have that possession which passes not away, which is the Holy Ghost. If you had a chance to listen to to all of the readings today, you will notice that it was all about consecration, receiving receiving the Holy Spirit. And this is the the solution to the the trouble of jealousy. And so uh, we read from the Pauline epistle that to be consecrated and coming to the knowledge of truth. In the Catholic epistle we read, by this we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us his spirit. And in the reading of the Acts, we read about how that we receive the gift of the Holy Spirit for the remission of sins. The second one is the, the problem of comparison. And the solution to that is contentment. So it's hard, for, it's hard to rejoice for others when I compare things in a tangible way. We might think of the parable of the talents to quantify our offering to God. How many virtues do I have? How many good things are happening in my life versus other people's life? Does that mean that something's going on, there's an issue with me, and therefore I am facing, I I don't have as many virtues as others, or that my life is not as easy as others because, because of me? We begin to quantify and compare. But the parable of the talents resulted in the same reward regardless of the quantity of the talents. The only one that was the issue was the one who received one talent and buried his talent. And the issue was not because it was one talent, but it was because he fell victim to his insecurities and chose not to do anything with the gifts that his master gave him. So comparing ourselves to others takes away our joy, uh, our ability to rejoice for others because it makes us insecure with ourselves. Therefore, all of our thoughts are on us in a negative way but they are all on us and never on others. And St. Cyril of Alexandria, he teaches us the solution, which I, said, which I mentioned, mentioned, which is contentment. And he says, I think then that we ought to be content with the measures allotted to us and to rejoice in the honors assigned to us from heaven. But by no means should we stretch out beyond what has been given to us, nor in our desire of things greater, appear to be unthankful, or to despise the decree from above and fight against the judgment of the Lord. Whatever God shall deign to honor us with, let us value that highly. And then the third is the, the third um, problem we face is consenting to negative thoughts. And our solution to that is to rely on God's strength. A real battle that prevents us from rejoicing for others is not necessarily being against others, but against also the thoughts that are in our minds. Our thoughts can consume us, 
but we fight against those thoughts in order to begin seeing others as one contributing to God's plan. And the arrow prayers, of course, always save us when we have these negative thoughts towards, um, towards others. And of course, the Jesus prayer, Jesus Christ, have mercy on me, a sinner. And maybe that's something that, um, if we're not already practicing, that we can practice this week to constantly say the Jesus prayer, to fight and battle the, the constant thoughts that come across our minds. Satan always wants to create division and negative thoughts towards others, and it seems so powerful. But one church father, he says that if we say that Satan, that Satan is too strong, meaning that his ability to tempt us in our minds is too strong, then that means that God is an unrighteous God. Because he, he did say that he will judge us. And, but if he will judge us and Satan is, is too strong, much stronger for us than we are able to fight him with, uh, with, then God is unjust and he sets us up for failure. It's like saying, he uses this example that it's like a young man wrestling with a little child. And then, it, and then if the child is defeated, the child is then condemned for losing. The battle between Satan and mankind is not um, unequal as we are consecrated by God and for God. And that is, the, that is the, the main reminder in all of the readings, is that we are consecrated for God, we are consecrated by God and for God. And God takes a material that, is, that doesn't have any value and makes it of value more than anything else. It's like the altar. The altar is consecrated with the myrun. But if the myrun is not on there, it's just a table. But because it's consecrated, it is devoted to God. And so because of that, God, he gives us strength and we have to rely on his strength. And the final, the final solution that I, that I want to reflect on very quickly that, helps, that can help us in, in, in all aspects um, of this is self-care. And I don't mean like self-care like eating ice cream every night, which is my self-care. But, but self-care, also spiritual self-care. The more that I care for my spiritual life, the more that I feel secure about my talents and my gifts, my purpose, my value. And when I am filled with that, just as St. John was saying, he says, now my joy is fulfilled because everything was, everything was for God, but he took care of himself. He was, he was first and foremost an ascetic to take care of himself and his spiritual life in the wilderness. And then when he was nourished and fed, then he can, then he can give and now that's why he was, he was able to rejoice for, for Christ and his ministry. So when I am filled with that, I can pour all my joy onto others. It's like when you're on the plane and they say, put your oxygen mask on first, and then you put it on the child that you love the most first. And then you, uh, and unless, you secure, unless you secure your life, you cannot share it with others. So unless you save yourself, I cannot save even my children around me. We have to care for our spiritual life, meaning to rejoice in it, then I can rejoice for others and glory be to God forever. Amen.